Welcome to the Leadership Insights Podcast, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the world of leadership, offering a deep dive into the minds of accomplished leaders from various fields around the world. I'm your host, Amanda Jane, originally from the north of Ireland and now living in beautiful Cheshire, England. Together, we'll explore the strategies, experiences, and wisdom that have shaped these incredible leaders into the visionaries they are today through solo episodes and interviews. I'm a leadership and communications coach myself, and I'm passionate about promoting a coaching culture in the workplace, as well as empowering leaders to flourish personally and thrive professionally. Whether you're a seasoned executive, an aspiring leader in business, or someone simply fascinated by the art of leadership, each episode will provide valuable insights, practical tips, and inspiring stories. So get ready for a dose of motivation, innovation, and leadership brilliance on the Leadership Insights Podcast, brought to you by amandajane.co.uk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Leadership Insights Podcast, where we get to the very heart of leadership. And thank you so much for joining me today. And my special guest is Rituja Bandi. Hello there. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for joining me. And I'm really excited to talk to you today. We've just been having a little chat before we started recording. So I'm really excited about this. So before we get into the conversation, do you have a favorite motivational song? Yes. Okay. So my favorite song is 10 Feet Tall uh, by Afrojack. I don't know. Have you heard it before? No. So it's basically this. I listen to it when I feel like, you know, when clients say something and you feel really upset and then they make you feel really small, like <laughs> this imposter syndrome starts kicking in. So that's when I listen to it because it's like we're giants in a little man's world. And it instantly just reminds me of all the experience that I really have, which I've forgotten about in that moment. So that song is something I listen to when it's like so rare that that happens. And I'm like, my foundation is like, I don't know what to do. I don't even know if I'm good enough. And then that song kind of is just like a boost. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you the truth. Yeah. Don't let people influence what you're thinking. Well, that sounds just like the song I've been looking for. We've been talking about imposter syndrome for a few weeks and I I love the, the sound of it already. I will absolutely add that to the playlist. And do you have a motivational quote? Yes. Okay. So this is funny and I don't think you've heard this before, but uh, it's from Finding Nemo. Okay. I love that it's, movie. <laughs> it's just keep swimming. Yeah. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. I think as entrepreneurs and as business owners, we are always excited about the next exciting thing, the next big thing. Let's do this fancy strategy. You know, it's going to change the game. But that's not how business works. It's more so consistent, tiny actions that are habits. And instead of having like this burst of, oh, let's, you know, this coach told us this new thing that we have to try and all of that, instead of that, it's just, just keep swimming. Like do it consistently every single day with the same amount of effort, like whether you want to or not. So that's why I like this so much because it reminds me that it's just like 10 years of swimming. Yeah, Entrepreneurship is 10 years of swimming. It's not crazy things to, you know, change your business overnight because that's not true and it doesn't happen. And a lot of clients I start working with they expect me to do that for their business. But the truth is that I cannot. Nobody can do that for your mm. business. Yeah. 
unless you have those like you know those habits yeah that just so simple isn't it another thing I've noticed as business owners some people go to the next shiny thing and the next shiny thing without ever fully completing the first thing and and I, I do think there's a lot of it I just think of frogs for some reason jumping one thing to the next and one thing to the next without fully finishing the first thing but that consistency and just keep swimming, just finishing one thing, then going on to the, the next thing, having that consistency to complete and having one finished thing, but not moving on to the shiny, shiny and and doing it that way. No, that's really good. I love that. And it's there's so much wisdom in children's films, isn't there? Yes. And when you look at these animated movies, like you really notice all the things that you haven't noticed in real life. I don't know if this makes sense. Like, you notice all these tiny moments, actions and expressions, which you're like, oh my God, the animator has like really observed life and Mm. is drawing every frame of it. So that's why I love animated movies because they tell you all of these things which we are so used to in real life that Mm. we forget to stop and notice them. And what about a favorite book? And this one doesn't have to be motivational. It can just be a book that you like. If you okay, can I have one a bunch of books that I like by the same author. I love Roald Dahl. Mm-hmm. And I think when I have, I started reading him when I was so young, like I was in third or fourth standard. And it always showed me that I could be crazy. Like I don't have to be what people say. You Like you don't have to fit in a box basically. And the kind of the the writing, like he doesn't use real words. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he, have you read Roald Dahl? Yes, I, yes, I've read loads. He does, he makes up his own words. <laughs> right, like Matilda and then the BFG has yeah. all of these crazy words. And it's it just tells you that you can create what you want your life to look like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the foundation of my business as well. Like I have never dressed formally. And even when people talk to me in the first instance, they think, I don't know if she can run a business or not. So it has always been the foundation of my being and what I've built my business on. And I think that has the books by Roald Dahl. I've read every book and I have all of his books. It's played such an important role in telling me that you don't have to change for the world. The world can change for you. Mm-hmm. And I think it helped me skip over this whole chapter of being authentic like Mm -hmm. I didn't have to go through the struggle of learning should I be this or that just because I read all those crazy words and I'm like oh I can make my own words because this crazy person is making his own words and making millions of dollars like (laughs) why can't I do that that's fantastic so just so the lesson is just do your own thing be yourself and and yeah he did he, he made an absolute life of his fantastic vivid imagination and made up his own words and the stories you know they're loved to this day aren't they they're you know written so long ago yes. but a new generation after new generation just absolutely adores them but no thank exactly. you for that. that that's a really interesting insight into what what's obviously built a good foundation for for you and how you you viewed the world Thank you. Amazing. So on to your leadership journey now. So can you share your leadership journey and maybe some key milestones that have shaped your career and what stands out as most memorable for you? Yes. Okay. So when I was in um, my sales job, 
I was actually leading a team. We were selling advertisement. Uh, it was a luxury publication. And before that, I helped my mom run her restaurant. So it was a family business. Uh, and we had a team that we had to manage as well. Uh, I think the biggest shift in my leadership mindset has been when there was this huge order we had to complete, like 300 uh, snack boxes we had to supply to a school. And it had to be done tomorrow. So today our cookies got burnt. The sandwich bread was not good. So we have to re we had to redo everything. And it was it's 12 o'clock in the night. Oh, no. So just imagine like everyone sitting on the floor and they're like, oh my God, we have to <laughs> send this tomorrow. We have to pack these boxes. And in that moment, I realized that no matter how much mo you motivate someone, they can't work unless you understand their basic human needs. And you really have to understand what each person needs. Someone needs to rest. Someone needs kind words. Someone needs food. Someone needs no, like they can get into the zone of working when nobody's talking to them. So because I had to get that order done, and dusted like I wish we would have had more time but all of this you know unfortunate incidents kept happening one after the other and it was such a aha moment for me because I had to sit down and think how do I get all of this work done in three hours and how do I make the most of each person mm -hmm. so instead of saying things like you can do it come on let's do this which doesn't work for everyone mm -hmm. I realized that you can actually really pay attention and observe what the person needs from you as a leader mm -hmm. and what helps them put their best foot forward. oh that's such an, an interesting observation and I'm just Maslow's hierarchy of needs has just popped into my head but you're right everyone needs something different in that moment and and did you get the job done <laughs> did, did yes you we did it? <laughs> and it was a smashing success and we got another order for like the next batch of snack boxes. Wow. Everyone was exhausted. Though. Yeah. They were like, we're not coming to work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, and but it's it just all the things that, you know, go on behind the scenes. And you, you want to present this image of efficiency and we've done this. But you would never, ever be alone in that in that um, situation of, of things going on behind the scenes. But that is so interesting to, to think that everyone's needs in that moment were completely different. And you're right, because as a leader, how many of us, myself included, have, have gone, come on, you can do it. You know, thinking that you're cheering on a, an Apple team or a football team in, in the same, you know, with the same kind of tone. But to identify that everyone had different needs in that moment. That's really, yeah, that that's really interesting. There's another thing actually I want to add to this that mm -hmm. I've learned through running my business uh, with hiring uh, like younger people like. Gen Z's, for example, the working culture with them is very, it's drastically different from when you would hire someone older, a little bit older, mm -hmm. like maybe over 30 and then hiring someone like in the 20 to 25 range. Mm -hmm. There's a completely different working style that you need to adapt to speak to them, which I didn't realize in the beginning where uh -huh. I was like, why is nobody working? Like, why can't I seem to get work done? This isn't. This is crazy. How can I run a business like this? But I started to realize that Gen Z, and I think this is a really important tip for business owners because you want to start hiring Gen Zs now, mm -hmm. uh, is that you need to deal with them with a lot of empathy. Don't think they're stupid because they are certainly not. Mm -hmm. But you have to also convey 
rules and boundaries with a lot of clarity. Okay. As I've realized, because I'm building a team with everyone who's Gen Z, and I'm Gen Z as well myself, mm -hmm. but I think I'm just, I feel older, like I have friends who are older. So I used to speak their language, like 30, 35 year old language to like a 23 year old uh, person that I'm hiring. And it do absolutely doesn't work. So some things that I've noticed is communicating with more empathy and uh, also allowing them to take responsibility, a little bit more responsibility than they think they can take on and then let them make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like allow them to self-identify where they are on the scale. Instead of saying you can do this and you can't do this, I think that's a big learning that I had because I could get so much more amazing work done than I had even expected mm -hmm. when I allowed this freedom. And like also like giving yourself grace, giving your employees or whoever you're hiring grace and also letting your clients know that they have to give you some grace mm -hmm. because everyone is working together for the first time and it's always a new learning curve. So I think this um, clarity, like I've just gotten it last year in my business and I think it's like a eureka moment for me. Yeah, so so interesting. And I work in communications myself and I would share your view. I tailor my communications to my audience, regardless of who that is or, or background or age, because if I communicate the same way to everyone, I will yeah. not get anywhere. And probably over time, you adjust those things without even realizing it. But you've been very specific and honed into a a, probably something extremely useful and being able yes. to articulate it so very very clearly and to to have been able to apply that principle to your business is a really fantastic insight and so what what led you to to make that discovery was there a spe specific incident or was it just an observation over time actually not um specific it built up over time but I actually hired this intern who's 22 and my sisters are 23 and 24 so it's you it's the same age range mm -hmm. so uh I can never get my sisters to do any work right before this before this happened I couldn't influence them to do anything because I didn't understand and because they were not in my business I didn't feel the need to put in that extra effort to figure it out right mm -hmm. now when when they're in your business then you have to figure it out because mm -hmm. then there's no other way to do it mm -hmm. so when I hired my intern and she's been with me for two years now it took like one year of figuring out how to make her understand mm -hmm. uh and how like because there's such a big communication gap between uh, this generation and they're so misunderstood that because everyone complains right Gen Z's are not good at working they're lazy and you can see a lot of Instagram reels as well they just don't want to do jobs mm -hmm. and a lot of my clients also complain that hey listen you know we just hired this video editor and he's Gen Z and he hates working for us and I'm always like no this cannot be the answer mm -hmm. like there's going to be a whole generation who we have to hire who, go, who are going to be Gen Z mm -hmm. and they're excellent at Instagram. So how can I not hire them for my social media business? That's mm -hmm. a little bit crazy. I know. And to write off an entire generation of example <laughs> is insane. Exactly. But, but yeah, you're right. We have to learn how to adapt how we communicate with them in order to articulate what it is that we need. And usually 
if there's an issue with communicating with someone, it usually originates with the person giving the instructions. Yes, and exactly. You've, you've not that is such. That. That's like the golden nugget of this podcast. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And and it's exactly right. If if I've had that experience and and something's I needed a piece of work done and it's not been done correctly. I know it's not the person who, who who did it. I know it's not their fault. And I think, well, how did I communicate that message? Was I clear and whatever? But it, it is interesting. You just cannot rule out a, an entire generation. And when I meet yes. new people or work with new people, I always say to them, how do you like to be communicated with? Are you happy for me to, to ring you up? Or would you rather I drop you a little message first? Because that's the key to my good communications. And people describe themselves as introvert expert whatever I I love it if someone messages me and says oh are you free for a chat and I of course I am but if someone rings me and I, I go oh, oh, oh and I panic you know but if someone says oh you're free so I always say that how how do you like to be communicated with and I get all those things lined up and it just makes such a difference because you've you've cared enough about that person to say I value you and how, you know, and I'm asking you, how do you like to be communicated with? And it's so, it's just so simple, but it works. I think it works. But the fact that you've observed that with, with that generation, I think it's a really interesting observation. So interesting to see how that, that moves on. We'll have to do a future podcast. (laughs) On working with Gen Zers. Yeah. I think another really important, first of all, I want to tell you that, you know, the line you wrote in the email when we were like to give me instructions that Mm -hmm. don't dress up because, we're not going to use the video mm-hmm. that line it was like she's so thoughtful and she's thinking about me and the position I would be in oh so okay. I think these touches like these tiny things make it so much easier to connect with someone mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I had that in my mind it set the foundation for how amazing like Amanda is so nice she thought about I didn't even know if you know what time it is right but it just <laughs> the first impression is like oh she's so nice she she asked me not to dress up because it's 1am in the night (laughs) well again it's just thinking enough of that person to not have them panic about what they look like put immediately put them at their ease and the the point of this podcast as I said getting to the heart of leadership I, I want to know about what, you know, what, what's going inside the person. I'm genuinely curious. So to, to get past all the noise of all the things that don't really matter, if you're not relaxed and comfortable, then, you know, that we're not it's gonna not going to happen. Conversation. But thank you for that. that that's really, I'm, I'm, you're and it was something really that interestingly, probably it's something I do automatically to, to try and make people feel comfortable and uh, and yeah so thank you that that's interesting feedback for that you're welcome <laughs> thank you so now you've talked about you've mentioned your family a little bit um do you have any leaders or role models that have inspired your leadership style and it doesn't have to be anyone famous and I'm interested because I think you've probably come up with some of things by yourself <laughs> yes so okay this is a this is an exciting question I have three people who have influenced my leadership style a lot in different areas of how I lead. Uh, So first is my mom, Mm -hmm. because she's taught me to communicate, like even at the restaurant with the staff, like it never felt like they're our staff. It always felt like family. So when it's our birthday, she would take us out to dinner and she would invite them as well. Uh, So I remember this one time where there's this huge festival in India is the 
the festival of lights diwali mm-hmm. uh so my mom with three sisters so she shopped for us and she actually shopped for all the staff as well and the moment it clicked for me is even when people do this in india a lot of people do this but it's usually like the budget for our clothes is this much and then the budget for staff clothes is lower than that right mm-hmm. so that's a very normal thing to do which is not bad i guess but i think it really clicked for me when my mom said that everyone's budget is the same so she treated them the same as she would treat us mm-hmm. and she said that their kids as well and they deserve the same kind of love Mm-hmm. and in my head like i'm getting emotional thinking about it right now in my head i was like oh my god like she's just doing it so easily and so naturally and this is the kind of leader i want to be because i see the love they give her even now like it's mm-hmm. been like 5 years and the restaurant is not operational right now mm-hmm. but they will still message her and call her and talk to her mm-hmm. so that's one big aspect of my leadership style is mm-hmm. love empathy um communicating in a way that the person doesn't feel insulted mm-hmm. or you know these tiny things where it's like people forget that you're working with human beings they say things like i've seen a lot of coaches where i think such an amazing person and then i see a behind the scenes video and i'm like okay not so amazing <laughs> so they forget these things you know they forget to treat people like human beings like no matter mm-hmm. what job it is yeah so mm-hmm. like especially virtual assistants for example even social media managers like you forget that it's a person still giving their time and energy to help your business grow mm-hmm. it's not even for themselves i love that that is and your mom sounds like an incredible woman and to to just go back to the very basics of treating people like human beings treating them with compassion and treating them with love and when you're talking i had an image in my mind there's a photograph of um barack obama and he's fist bumping the janitor yes i know that one that one yeah. went viral right yeah and i just, and that is you know you, you treat you treat everybody the same no matter what job it is and and i've applied those principles myself as say hello to everyone and you, you just yeah. it it cost nothing and the yes. and when at the beginning of the podcast when i i did a little solo episode and my favorite quote is um maya angelou people people will forget what you said people will forget what you did but they'll never forget how you made them feel made them feel yes yeah. i know this one and that is so profound and that's just precisely what you've described in your mother you know that little bit of just that compassion and and caring and treating everybody equally and you know in the grand scheme of things it it doesn't cost anything extra and yeah you're right so on social media this often pops up in conversation things are never what they seem you know yes oh my god so many celebrities and so many mentors i thought amazing people but they're really not like this so this is getting controversial i think <laughs> well it's called insights <laughs> that's what i want <laughs> insights yes so that was one part of my leadership like a big foundation of who i am as a person today uh and then the second part is my sales mentor uh he was he's uh he was the owner of the company as well for a while uh and he always taught me that what i say should not be taken emotionally So it was like a Wall Street kind of office, right? I am twenty 
in this office and everyone is 35 45 all men and i was this tiny girl <laughs> wearing like cartoon t-shirts and everyone is like serious sales mode you know and it was so hard for me to adapt to that situation and i had like this squeaky kid voice like like little girl voice and <laughs> he would shout across the room right he would be like what are you doing you're not making sales and once or twice i think i cried on the sales floor and he said to me that the most important thing for you to learn is to not take things emotionally mm-hmm. number one and second i'm going to treat you the same as every single sales person on the floor because you have the same skills mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter so i had actually told him this i was like i'm such a I'm a tiny girl why are you shouting at me like I don't understand you uh-huh. how can you do this to me and he said that don't imagine that you're this tiny girl because I didn't hire a tiny girl mm-hmm. I hired a sales person who can sell and I'm going you have to always keep yourself at the same level as everyone else mm-hmm. no matter what your age is no matter what your experience is so I think these two lessons have been incredibly important for me today because i feel like in all the clients i work with they're above 45 and i'm 27 right now if i did not had not learned this lesson mm-hmm. i wouldn't have been able to establish uh, clarity as strongly as i can today that's incredible because in that moment he elevated you as equal to those men that probably intimidated you at the time And yes so it was scary yeah and I can imagine it would be when you were telling me this story I was thinking oh I probably would have cried but for him to say don't take it personally I hired you because you're equal to them and and he's quite right you treat everyone equally and fairly and he was pitching you exactly the same as all of those men and I think wow that's incredible even to, to think that you know i'm pretty sure you probably had a bit of imposter syndrome going on there but in reality he was saying to you you are just as good as them and gave you the power to think that of yourself which to me demonstrates really good leadership it was he is an amazing leader i think i call him even today to when i feel like i don't know what to do and i th- once what happened was i was on call and it was my first or second call that i was making like a live call and this person said something rude to me and i started crying and i was like no i don't want to do this anymore i hate this this is horrible i don't want to be in this job anymore and he was like make the next call right now and i'm like what are you talking about are you crazy like let me let me chill let me go relax and he's like no you need to make a good call as soon as you're down so it's not it doesn't stay in your head that you can't do it Yeah. And he made me call like I'm crying and I made like 10 calls after yeah. and on the 15th call I made a sale. That's it. <laughs> there was so much anxiety and pressure <laughs> in that moment but all of these lessons that I learned have been so important in making important business decisions. And he was absolutely spot on because if you think of of like a a, la- a factory line that horrible memory was moving further and further down that line as the sale was coming closer oh that's a nice way to put it yeah. like that's a very visual way to put it <laughs> yeah i always have to have images of things but that, that's how i would have interpreted that and the bad memory gets further and further away the more calls you make and then obviously making the sale that's the joyous thing and yep. yeah that that's yeah he sounds incredible <laughs> he is he is amazing and also the fact that 
your emotions cannot determine the choices you make like yeah. even if you're crying you still have to call they're two separate things they're not yeah. the same thing mm-hmm. so i think that distinction has like even now i have been emotional and i cry but then i can still switch it off and be yeah. like okay focus really what is the word when transformational yeah and i think yeah we can all get emotional and i think it's it's okay to to sit with an emotion and i've had that conversation quite often recently about detaching yourself from that situation not getting emotional and i think it's okay to to sit with it and think well what's going on here what what's triggered the emotion and and that that that's a that's another kind of kind of avenue and i like to meditate in the morning not for a long time just for 5 minutes but when something like that happens and you, you stop for a minute and you think, well, what's going on in, my, on in my body? Why am I feeling like this? It's probably not the thing that's upset you. It's probably something else. Yes. And that reflection and, and to, to constantly reflect and self-awareness, it, it is probably something else. But having that awareness of, of yourself and, and what is, is triggering, it's just constantly learning about your 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 own self and, and what what does it but again it, it, I think it's perfectly okay to get emotional but learning what triggers it and what is it and, and move on and not to not to let it overtake whatever it is you're doing and certainly not to let it stop you from doing whatever it is you're doing yes I think uh, the third part what you just said leads on to like the third part of why I I feel like I'm a really good leader today is my mentor right now Rachel Peterson Mm-hmm. Uh, she did not ask me to promote by the way she doesn't even know I'm on this podcast but um, the way that she leads like even if you look at her Instagram she's so vulnerable and so honest and she's like a like a, I think a billion dollar business owner and she still shops from goodwill and mm-hmm. like just to be so humble and just to say that I am this person who's crazy and goofy but that doesn't reflect on my skills mm-hmm I've learned to be that person when I see her being that person. Like, I think she inspires me. Earlier, I would tone it down a little bit. Like, in meetings, I would be more professional, like quotation marks professional. (laughs) But now I'm like, whatever, I'm going to wear pink to meetings and it doesn't matter and I'm going to have crazy hairstyles. So I think she is, like, amazing because she talks about emotions and systems all the time and being vulnerable and she also talks about that your business does not define who you are at the end of the day your business is just there to make you money Mm -hmm. and you have to use that money to live a life that you want to live Mm -hmm. like you can't be like if my business fails I'm a failure yeah that's not how it works she sounds interested I'm gonna look her up but I I I love that um that authenticity of of still shopping in goodwill and and do, because you'll know from being so active on social media there's this um gloss of um I was joking yes. about it on another podcast sitting with your laptop on a beach you know and I'm just like, like yeah. everything is perfect like yeah. I have traveled so much last year and this year mm-hmm. and I have never found the balance of traveling and working no. like I just can't do it I don't I don't even think it's possible now I don't think it is and I wouldn't want to sit with my my beautiful new laptop on a beach <laughs> and, yes and, okay and somebody uh, needs to say this yes like, can you imagine that they would be horrified no I it just and I don't think it's it's given that and I would my values would not allow me to let my followers think that this is okay 
I, I couldn't yes. sleep at night if I thought that was the message I was sending out to, to people following my Instagram account, because that's not what it's like. My life is chaotic. It's joyous and it's hectic, but it is completely 100% authentic. <laughs> you know? Can I tell you something that I discovered this year? It's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit controversial, but this is an interesting story. So I saw, I don't want to say names right now. But uh, I have been watching. So last year was like self-discovery. I stayed in Tanzania for a year. Mm. And I was alone all the time. So I had all this time to think. Otherwise, in my house, it's like two sisters, mom, dogs, three dogs. And there's noise constantly. So I couldn't really think. So when I stayed alone for a year, uh, I I saw a few YouTube videos of these famous YouTube mentors. And they're really big business people as well now. And they have empires. And I was like, why am I not able to implement these? Like, is something wrong? Like, surely there's nothing wrong with me because I've been building a business. I've been in sales. Like, it it was not adding up. So I kind of went 10 years behind and looked at some of their videos. 10 years old video and then the video today. And I found this with three or four different people. And I checked their tax records as well. So the videos 10 years back and the videos today, they're saying completely opposite viewpoints about the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, and it was, I was like, so people are just saying nonsense yeah, because they realize that this is getting me views and plays. And they f- it crosses a line where it becomes a con- subconscious thing that they do and they don't even know the truth. It's so crazy. Like this finance guy, okay, he says that 10 years back, the video was like, save your money, invest in like, um, I don't know, invest in bonds and stocks and whatever. And right now in his video, he's like, sell your house, buy my course, sell your car, buy my course, don't send your kids to school, buy my course. So there's like (laughs) such a big difference in what and it's so scary, because you don't know what is the truth anymore online like you can't just trust people at face value you really need to research and I think that's a big thing that business owners are missing out on and it's it's obviously irresponsible and so many people are desperately looking for what they think is the quick fix the magic cure the 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 source of all their problems and some people are also very literal and that they'll follow those instructions. Yes. And if you're a public figure and you've got, you know, a significant following, you've got a responsibility to those people to give them decent, you know, authentic advice. And yeah, it, it is it is a worry. And, and having that awareness that not everything is real when, you know, when you're on social media. But, you know, when you mentioned um, your mentor earlier, the fact that she still shops in Goodwill and does all that, I just think those are the people that we need to see more yes, of. And, exactly. And and what I kind of, what I tune into is the people that come on and talk about when they messed up, when they made a mistake. And that's where my line of questioning goes on these podcasts, because I want to know, when did you fall down? When did you pick yourself up? And, and how did you do it? Because that that's my life you know that that's how I learn because you gotta pick yourself up and do it again and nobody nobody in this world you know this podcast and world sales world whatever they all started from nothing and they've all built a product built a brand 
And you, you, the only way you, you learn is by falling over and, and getting up again and by talking to people and learning from other people's mistakes as well. But to to be in, you know, to be one of these big names and, and making these grand, grand suggestions, it's uh, very interesting research that you did there to go back 10 years. Yeah, because it was blowing my mind that people can just blatantly lie. And on the face of it, it looks like it's true, you know. It yeah. looks like these like content creation systems, for example, these fancy things, yeah. it looks like they're going to work. Mm -hmm. So people try it and then it doesn't work. And then they think, I can't do it. Yeah. I am not good enough. Mm -hmm. I am not able to do it. And then you watch another video and it's the same thing. You're not able to implement yeah. it. Then you watch another. So it's like, it's such a damaging thing to do. And, you know, like I bought this course, a thousand dollar sales course, and I did the whole course for 12 weeks and I thought this is great this is amazing this mm -hmm. is excellent okay and then I started implementing it and it did not work I am like I have four years of experience in international sales I was the top salesperson mm -hmm. how am I not able to make sales following this and then I realized that okay wait a minute this is not really the thing that's going to grow my business I have to do all these other things as well mm -hmm. but as a mentor it's your responsibility to give perspective to not be like, oh, just do this. Because yeah. that it's not true. Mm -hmm. You need to do a hundred things to make a business work. You can't just follow one thing and say, hey, this is working. And I think it's very important for mentors to be honest and clear about that. And they're selling a package which has worked for them. But it it's not a one size fits all that you can repackage and sell to, to multiple other people. And and yes, it worked for them. And they're also very convincing. You know, this will yeah. work for you. This is foolproof. That You know, you do this for six weeks. But no, I agree. I've done a lot of research online as well on, on different things. And, and it's, but it's extremely convincing. And by yes. the end of this, and, you know, you pay this and you'll, oh you'll my God. But, we, we're, but the thing about human beings is we're all different and we're all unique. And I, I'm not a born salesperson. I know that. And I'm, you know, still learning my, you know, what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. But I'll, I'll someday discover what it is is my, my magic superpower. I, I, I can <laughs> tell you your superpower. It's caring about people and communicating in a way that people feel special. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, that that means a lot actually because that's uh, one of my values that I want all people to always feel that. I do value them and, and you know, want to listen to their story and, and make them feel well, make people feel that that I want to them to be part of my world and I'm genuinely interested. So thank you. And hopefully, you know, that will be much more useful as time goes by with my podcast. <laughs> I think it can be your Instagram bio as well. Oh, really? oh I, I might think about that. <laughs> thank you. If you could give one piece of advice to an aspiring female leader, what would it be? I think one of the most important advice I could give, like a lot of people at face value think I know nothing. They think I'm stupid because of the way I talk, because of the way I dress. They The first impression is like, oh, she's young. She doesn't know anything. Uh, so to I think the most important advice would be to not let people take your first understand from their understanding determine who you are as a business person and be persistent at establishing your authority mm -hmm. like you can't just you know like I've seen a lot of women who are amazing business owners and but it doesn't 
work if you don't sell yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you can have the best product in the world. You could do the best job. You could have the best customer service. But if you let someone's first impression of you just put you off and just be like, oh, the vibes are not good and the vibes are not matching or whatever it is, right? If you think this person doesn't think I'm worth it, so I'm not going to pursue this. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I think that you should never do. Because I face that a lot of times people have underestimated me and they still do. Everyone around me underestimates, which I don't understand because I'm like, dude, I'm running a business for three years very successfully. I have a uh-huh. team of six people. I don't understand how you can underestimate me, but okay, they still go ahead and do it. So I think that's really important advice that no matter what people think of you, if you want something, you have to persist. And you have to try your best until someone says, hey, stop, that you're not going to get the job. Like mm-hmm. you can stop then, but don't stop because of what someone thinks of. It's so interesting. You talk about first impressions. And I always think if someone underestimates you, you've got the unique position to turn that on its head and prove them wrong so that they look back at you with stunned admiration. <laughs> Yes. And you know, a lot of clients that I've worked with in the beginning, they're like, oh, okay, whatever. I can boss her around. I don't think she has experience. But I have nine years of experience in business Mm -hmm. because I started working when I was 17. So, and I have a lot of communication experience as well because of Mm -hmm. sales. So usually they start off with, oh, I can boss her around and it's fine if I don't pay her invoices on time, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then in the end, like after a month, working with me when I and that's the thing you know you have to be so clear about Mm -hmm. who you are as a person Mm -hmm. and what's okay with you and what's not okay with you and you have to establish those boundaries with a lot of clarity Mm -hmm. uh, with a lot of self-confidence and with a lot of like this is how I am and this is how I work without the fear of thinking oh this client is going to cancel me and not pay me my like you have to establish your ground and say that if you want to work with me, this is the way it's going. Yeah, I agree. Setting boundaries straight away gives everyone around you the expectation that you respect yourself enough to put those boundaries. And the interesting thing happens when those people don't respect your boundaries and then you've got those red flags. So yes. I say keep setting your boundaries because my, my first impression of you was this warm naturally smiling person and I'm thinking I want to work with this person immediately and if if someone has a, a negative first impression I, I would find that pretty shocking to be honest but putting those boundaries down and being very very clear about your expectations up front but to have that unique opportunity to turn it around so my final question for you what legacy do you hope to leave as a leader and how do you measure the impact of your leadership Okay, this is interesting. I feel like every single person that I work with uh, should feel that they can, first of all, communicate anything they want to me. If they're upset with me, if they're angry with me, if they think something I've said has made them feel not nice, I they should know that they can call me and talk to me about it. So I think that's a very important measuring stick which tells me if I'm going in the right direction, if I'm walking the right path or not. Like if I feel, if I ask a question and someone hesitates to tell me the answer, then I have to change something in my leadership style. So that's important. And then another important thing, which I follow right now 
when I'm building my business is is to have this as a guiding light is that I am building my business to live my dream life. Am I allowing the person I'm working with to build their dream? Am I making it difficult for them to live that dream? Mm -hmm. Because if I have that um, freedom and if I'm giving that importance to myself, that I deserve to travel and I deserve to have fun and I deserve to be happy, then am I creating the same space for the person I'm working with? Because if I'm not, then I'm doing something wrong. That made me think of your mother when you said that. About really? what you were, yeah. That is the best thing. <laughs> yeah, I immediately thought of how your mother made all those people feel at, at um, Diwali. That was exactly the same. And you've obviously inherited her values and you're, you're implementing those values in your business. And also when you said about you would hope that people would would come to you. I think if someone has, if someone feels comfortable enough to come to you and say, I'm unhappy about X, Y, Z, I think that's a real privilege because that means that they're safe in your space. And if, if I find myself in that situation, I always say, well, well thank you for coming to me with that. I'm, I'm really privileged that you chose to share that with me because many people don't. But if someone feels comfortable enough in your presence to to share yeah. that with you, I think that that says a lot about your character and your personality, the fact that they feel safe. Yeah. In, in I have an interesting story about this. Mm -hmm. So I had actually the intern I'm, I'm working with right now. Now she is a part of the business, a part of the team. Uh, but I had sent her to do this client uh, photo shoot kind of situation. Uh, and he was a client that I've, I was working with for more than a year. So, and I was very close to him at that time. Like we were like best friends. We would meet every week and talk about the business. And she knew how close I was to this client. And he was also my biggest client at that time. Uh, so she went to this photo shoot and she came back and I was like, hey, how was it? Blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, it was fine. And I thought there was something off about the way she was saying uh, it and the way she was communicating it to me but I didn't push her because I was out it was a weekend so I was like fine she'll just talk to me later and I, the next day she called me in the morning at eight o'clock and she was like I, I need to talk to you like in the morning at eight o'clock and I'm like I'm sleeping like what is it why are you calling me so early and she was like I felt really upset about this client and he said some things to me he shouldn't have and I didn't like it. And I just wanted to let you know. And in that moment, I thought, okay, I've done a good job because she knows how close I am to this person. Mm -hmm. She knows that I could have been angry at her. Mm -hmm. Like that could have been a possibility if I didn't communicate well enough. Mm -hmm. And she could have also thought that I don't know if I should say this or not. And she still chose to talk to me about it and really share authentically as if I'm a friend. And I thought, oh my God, this is brilliant. Like, I'm so sorry you're crying, but I feel so happy that you allowed yourself to speak to me. Because how would I have known any of this would have, like, I wouldn't even have hung to ask it. Mm -hmm. That Yeah, that says a lot about your relationship and the fact that she felt safe and empowered to say to you, because I can imagine being that person and thinking, I don't want to say anything, you know, but knowing the, that you had that friendship and yeah and that well that says that speaks volumes about your leadership doesn't it <laughs> that was that was a really nice day and I actually fired the client after that and to have the to have the guts to fire clients is also good leadership because you've you've I think your team have got to see you lead clients well 
and yeah. lead them well and also lead yourself well so that yeah that, that that's it, invol- a- it involved yeah. a lot of crying and journaling and like <laughs> oh my god this is my biggest client but mm-hmm. should i compromise my ethics mm-hmm. for the money and that was a real like it was not a tough decision to make in terms of ethics but mm-hmm. it was a big chunk like 50% of my business income yeah. i was like Oh, this is yeah. scary <laughs> I don't it, it know is, if I can do this and you know what step outside your comfort zone is scary and your your ethics and values uh, you know they'll, they'll be tested constantly and it, but you, you again it's just that journey of self-awareness what matters to you what you know who am I what what, what where am I being authentic and am I being true to my values and I, I write my values down on a piece of paper and every day um it, it forms part of my vocabulary because it, it's a good um it's a it's definitely a good guide and if, if I'm ever in doubt as to what I should do I think to myself am I working to my values and then that then the decision's made isn't it you, you know that there's no doubt the decision is made well thank you so much I have loved talking with you that's so much fun and I know it's late in India at the moment and I'm sure you're dying to get to bed no <laughs> I'm having so much fun right now I'm just like this is like I was so sleepy before the podcast started. I had to wash my face three times. But now I'm like, I'm having so much fun right now. You can see. Do you think I'm sleepy? No, you, you, you're just really happy and really, really alive. And like you're, you're talking about your business lights you up. And that's what I love about doing these these podcasts. The women that I spoke with talking about their business just lights their face. So where can we find you online? You can follow me on Instagram. My username is Rutuja Bandi R Creatives. Uh, and on LinkedIn. So you can just search Rutuja Bandi. Um, I work with clients. So, okay, if you want to go viral in three days or you want to grow by your following by 20,000 in a week, do not call me because <laughs> I cannot do that for you. If you, want, <laughs> if you want to build your online presence consistently over a period of months and years and you want like a great image and growth and overall like business strategy then you should call me but not if you want things like the shiny object things then I'm not the right person to make six million dollars in 24 hours (laughs) no (laughs) well that is amazing we'll definitely check out your socials thank you so much it's been an absolute privilege to talk with you I have loved every second and hopefully you'll come back and do another podcast with me yes you you are such a great podcast host I'm having so much fun thank you thank you so much I'll hopefully speak to you again soon Thank you for listening to the Leadership Insights podcast today and special thanks to my lovely guest, Rutuja Bandi. Join me on the next episode for more inspirational leadership stories and insights. You can follow me on Instagram at Coach Amanda Jane or visit my website amandajane.co.uk where there's a free leadership style quiz. Bye for now.